This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington, and it's in both parties. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. And helping Christians stay informed about government. Now, of course, this puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. Be sure to visit AFR.net or wherever you get your podcast to hear past episodes. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. Welcome to Exposing Washington. Glad to have you with us today. Don't forget to check out our website, AFR.net. AFR.net. Also download the AFR app on your app store, whether it be your Android device, your Apple device, wherever you listen uh, and download apps, make sure you type in AFR, download the AFR app there on your phone. And we also have apps on various other platforms. Lastly, you can subscribe to the show by uh, going to your podcast store, typing in Exposing Washington, and subscribing there. My name is Walker Wildman. Glad to have you with us. Uh, Jumping in to a few housekeeping items. Next week, uh, this upcoming week, on American Family Radio is our spring share our spring fundraiser uh, to help raise funds to keep American Family Radio going, keep it operational, on the air, and healthy. So you can, uh, beginning Monday, beginning next week, you can go to our website, AFR.net, and donate to our spring Sherathon. The theme of our Sherathon is Confident Hope, which is uh, which is taken right out of Scripture, uh, talking about how Jesus is our confident hope. So that's our theme next week. So be sure to tune in and support our uh, biannual share by donating to the work here of American Family Radio and American Family Association. One other item I want to let you know about, and you've probably been hearing spots about this, but here in a couple of weeks on the 29th of this month, I'll be hosting uh, an episode called AFA at Home. AFA at Home is the series name, but the the, the topic for this episode, episode two, is spiritual warfare. We're going to talk in depth about spiritual warfare. We're going to have various guests on. Some of the guest speakers we're going to have on the panel, I'll be hosting. We'll have Ed Vitagliano on, Mickey Addison, Bert Harper from Exploring the Word, Bishop E.W. Jackson, Tony Perkins, and Pastor Jeff Shreve from Texarkana, Texas. So we'll have those... Um, Individuals I just mentioned on the panel will talk about spiritual warfare all from a biblical perspective and what you can do to effectively um, engage in spiritual warfare with, uh, with victory in mind as opposed to defeat. That'll be April 29th at 7 p.m. To register, it's very easy. Just go to afa.net. AFA.net, you can register when you go there to AFA.net. Right at the top of the page, click on the register tab and you enter your email and then you'll be good to go. You'll be good to watch the episode two of AFA at Home on April 29th at 7 
p.m. Jumping right into the news of the week coming out of Washington, D.C., the uh, Biden administration, amongst uh, all that they have going on, you know, we have the, we still have the the out-of-control border. Customs and Border Patrol last month reported 170,000 apprehensions. 170,000 apprehensions last month reported from the Border Patrol. And that number will surely go up in the coming months due to the time of year. And, you know, the Biden administration has effectively created a no-borders policy. The message went out day one of the Biden administration that they are going to relax all of the progress, all of the procedures, all of the rules that the Trump administration put put in place, the Biden team sent out a message publicly that they are changing those rules. They are weakening the rules in place at the border, the processes. And in return, we have hundreds of thousands, literally hundreds of thousands each month, illegal immigrants coming into our country. And these are just the ones apprehended, might I remind you. So, how many aren't apprehended? Well, nobody knows. No one knows. What is going on at the border is nothing short of a humanitarian crisis created by the Biden administration. Remember during the campaign, candidate Joe Biden said basically at a debate regarding Illegal immigration, he said, y'all come. The essence of his statements were, y'all come. Well, here we are. They are coming. The illegal immigrants are coming. And our country is being overwhelmed once again by illegal immigration. And, you know, never did I think we would have an entire political party structure that supports illegal immigration. The Democrat Party, they are, they pretty much, their stance on illegal immigration is that it is a good thing. It is an okay thing. It is an acceptable thing that people cross our border illegally, break into our country, and then munch on all of our benefits and take advantage of our country. The Democrat position is essentially that that is an acceptable thing. When in reality, we all know that in order to have a safe country, in order to have a successful and prosperous country, in order to have a country that works for the people of America, you have to have borders. You have to have controls. This is not the wild, wild west. But the Democrats, for whatever reason, are in favor of this illegal immigration insanity that's been going on for years. Shifting gears to another uh, disaster of the Biden administration, the... President Biden signed an executive order on so-called gun control this past week. 
And for the most part, the uh, executive order was pretty, pretty weak, honestly, because the president only has so much authority to take action on various issues. So these executive orders are equally as symbolic as they are actually effective. And I'm going to play clip two here. This is Senator Josh Hawley on Tucker Carlson's show. And he's actually, this is this one, he's on Laura Ingram's show. But, you know, Tucker Carlson, Senator Josh Hawley from uh, Missouri here is making the point that Democrats make it easier for criminals to own guns than they do to make it legal and easy for law-abiding citizens to own guns. Clip two, let's listen. What boggles my mind is these liberals seem fine with criminals out on the streets having all the firearms they want. They're fine with rioting. They're fine with violence, so long as it's done by criminals. But when law-abiding citizens want to own a firearm legally, as the Second Amendment guarantees, then they completely lose their minds. And that's what Biden is proposing to crack down on now. These are, these are law-abiding citizens whose yes. rights he wants to take away. The criminals, you know, go and do whatever you want. But law-abiding citizens, they're the ones. It's exactly backwards. Yeah, so so the senator there from Missouri makes a very valid point. And the point is, remember the Democrats and even some Republicans, they were all in favor of this so-called criminal justice reform. President Trump even helped pass a criminal justice reform bill. And some of these bills may be good. Some of them are bad. Some of them are described better as jailbreak legislation. But for the most part, the Democrat position on sentencing for prison time for crimes committed... Their main position is that, well, if it's a nonviolent crime, then the person shouldn't go to jail. We shouldn't send somebody to jail and lock them up for a nonviolent crime, right? That's the position of the Democrat Party. Well, the so-called nonviolent crimes also include people illegally possessing and using firearms. The illegal possession of a firearm, whether it be breaking federal law or state law, is considered by the Democrats a, quote, nonviolent crime. So the point that the senator is making there is that the Democrats are actually fine making it easier for criminals to get guns. After all, they're, quote, nonviolent, right? But when it comes to law-abiding citizens who actually follow the rules, they're going to make it harder for us to purchase and possess a firearm. You see, when you get down to the core of all of the issues that the Democrats care about and that they have positions on, the Democrats ultimately end up helping the bad people. They ultimately end up helping the people who don't follow the rules. 
And if you look down the line, virtually every policy of the Democratic Party ends up hurting the guy who follows the rules. It's backwards. It's backwards. Look at the entire welfare state set up by the Democrats. The entire welfare state is centered around, it revolves around helping people oftentimes who got themselves in a bad situation. The laws here, the executive order here, is aimed at making it harder for the law-abiding citizen to purchase a firearm. And if you remember, back a couple years ago in Texas... There was a mass shooting there in Texas where a dishonorably discharged Navy veteran shot many people. I don't know the precise number. I don't remember the precise number. But this Navy vet who committed a mass shooting and murdered innocent people He was able to purchase the firearm he used despite the laws that we have on the books against someone who is dishonorably discharged from the military for domestic violence being able to purchase a firearm. And you know why he was able to purchase a firearm? Because the Navy failed to report to the national database that this Navy vet was dishonorably discharged for domestic violence charges. So in in this case, in this circumstance, we had laws in place, procedures in place to prevent this discharged, dishonorably discharged military veteran from possessing, purchasing a firearm because of the charges on his record But yet the Navy failed to do the most basic of functions, and that is report these charges to the national database. So my point here is that you can put up as many laws and barriers as you want. But in a nation of 320 plus million people, if someone wants to commit a crime, if someone wants to harm someone else, they will find a means to do so. But the Democrats, they don't care about that. They don't care about that reality. They just care about, care about more government control, more government intervention. Speaking of more government intervention, I'm going to play clip one here. You know this, this Biden so-called infrastructure plan that has little to do, to do with infrastructure. The Biden uh, economic advisor was on with Chris Wallace this past week, and Chris Wallace basically asked him, what about this infrastructure bill that has nothing to do 
With infrastructure, what do you have to say about that? Clip one, let's listen. Let's talk about this. The White House basically calls this an infrastructure bill. And yes, there are hundreds of billions of dollars for roads and highways and bridges and, and for some other things that I think you can argue are infrastructure, like expanding broadband. But there are also some other parts of this bill, and I want to put them up. Uh, $213 billion for housing, $400 billion for taking care of the elderly and disabled. Brian, uh, those may well be worthy projects, but they're not infrastructure. Well, look, I think we really need to update the, what we mean by infrastructure for the 21st century. Uh, if you look at that number on housing, what we're talking about is construction, building housing all around the country to help make sure that uh, there are more affordable housing units for people to access jobs and access economic opportunity. We're talking about construction to build things like VA facilities, our schools and community colleges, putting people to work, construction work that really needs to be done to meet commitments that we have to our veterans and others. Well, there you have it. You know, the key point there was right in the middle where Biden's economic advisor says we need to change the definition of infrastructure. We need to change how we de de decide what infrastructure is. That was the Biden economic advisor, Brian Deese. So they're wanting to change definitions so that infrastructure actually includes non-infrastructure items. But this isn't surprising, and it shouldn't surprise us. Because the Democrats are looking to use any legislation that is passed for their radical agenda. They are, they are not genuinely interested in infrastructure. They just want to use infrastructure as a means of passing their radical anti-American agenda. And this goes back to this this. COVID-19 relief garbage they passed last month. That bill had little, if anything, to do with COVID-19-related relief expense items. They had all kind of stuff in that bill. Only like 7 to 8% of the bill had anything to do with COVID-19. And sending checks to every American has nothing to do with COVID. It has nothing to do with COVID. And so that doesn't count. And now the Democrats are looking to change the Senate rules to make sure they can pass this so-called infrastructure plan. And it's never enough. It's never enough because here's why. The Biden talking points heading in to, to the administration was that we needed a COVID-19 relief plan, and this plan needs to be aggressive. It needs to bring America out of this pandemic. It needs to bring America out of this economic downturn. And this COVID-19 relief package, this $2.2 trillion, it will do that. It will bring America out of the pandemic. Well, about three to four weeks after passing that legislation, here we are, 
And that bill obviously wasn't enough. We need another $2 trillion. If the Democrats are able to pass this infrastructure plan, they will keep going. $4.5 trillion in a matter of six months, it is not enough. And this is the fundamental problem with, really, Washington, D.C. Republicans sometimes are bad on this. Democrats are terrible at it. And that is they implement the wrong solutions aimed at fixing problems. Specifically, when we're talking about the economy, the economy doesn't need... $4.5 trillion printed from the Treasury Department that we don't have and artificially pumped into the economy. That is actually counterproductive because it creates what I call an artificial high. It, It makes people and it makes the economy think that, oh, things are going great. We've got $2 trillion extra dollars to spend. But the problem is that money is artificial. It was artificially added to the economy. Which means that at some point, that artificial high that the economy's on is going to come back down. Because it's not genuine economic growth. What America needs is we need genuine economic growth. Fostered and driven by the private sector, not by the government. Instead of sending money around to everybody, government needs to get out of the way and just let private companies let the economy naturally recover. The government's job is to create policies that encourage economic growth. The government's job is not to drive economic growth. And that's what we saw. That's the key difference here between the Trump administration and now this horrendous Biden administration is the Biden administration views it as their responsibility to print money and pump it into the economy, and they claim that that's the fix. That's that's creating long-term change, they say. What creates long-term change is what the Trump administration did. They cut taxes. They deregulated our economy, and they created an environment where not only can businesses thrive, businesses can succeed, but as a direct result, individuals succeed. Individuals thrive economically because there's more opportunity and more naturally occurring economic growth. But as we've mentioned, the, the, the goal of the Democrats is always more government. It's not more freedom, more liberty, more choice. It's always more government. They're not concerned about economic growth, economic prosperity. They're concerned about more government. And they use those things to get more government. Shifting gears to uh, another topic, Senator Joe Manchin has 
really been one of the few holdouts on getting rid of this filibuster and passing all this radical legislation. He's been one of the only, or rather been one of the few senators standing in the way. Well, he did an interview with CNN, and by the way, the Democrats and actually many Republicans have been against getting rid of the filibuster. Personally, I think the filibuster is a waste of time. I think you should need a simple majority to pass legislation. But in this instance, where we are today, the filibuster is actually serving a pretty good purpose because it, it, it is blocking the Democrats from passing their terrible agenda. Senator Joe Manchin was questioned by CNN. You know, Senator Manchin, are you going to get rid of the filibuster? Let's listen to clip three. Would you be willing to pass the For the People's Act by killing the filibuster? Would you be willing to carve out an exception on that bill? Never, I've been very, very clear. I think if you read my op-ed, it was very clear. I think we can find a pathway forward. I really do. I'm going to be sitting down with both sides and understanding where everybody's coming from. We should have an open, fair, and secure election. If we have to put guardrails on, we can put guardrails on so people can't take advantage of people. And I believe there are Republicans that feel exactly like I feel. Some progressives think that you're standing in the way of significant changes the president could make on voting rights because you don't want to get rid of the filibuster. Other changes that they well, could maybe, make on gun reforms. They can because make you all these changes if they try to work towards the middle. You can't work in the fringes. Well, there you have it. That's uh, Senator Joe Manchin. Saying, under no circumstances will he weaken or get rid of the filibuster. And he also ends there saying that Democrats can't get anything done working in the fringes or on the fringes. Meaning, letting the radicals run the party. And, you know, this name, this beloved name that we haven't brought up on this show in a long time. Hillary Clinton weighed in on the filibuster <laughs> and she basically gave the Democrats an ultimatum get rid of the filibuster or continue your voter suppression or continue allowing so-called voter suppression and this is the argument that we knew the Democrats were going to make. The Democrats have been positioning themselves to provide this, this path forward where you have basically two options. You can keep the filibuster and not get anything done. And the Democrats say, and that is actually hurting their constituents, or the Democrats say we can pass big, bold change and get rid of the filibuster. Big, bold change for the Democrats is bad for America, and we're already seeing the effects of that. Stay in the fight. There's always another day to fight. Exposing Washington, American Family Radio. Don't forget to check out our website, AFR.net. 
We'll be back next week with more of Exposing Washington. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.